systems go. Prepare for countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off to adventure in the amazing year 400 billion. Obscene, dirty, filthy, immoral. What are you people? On dope? Today is Sunday, November 25th, 2012, and my name is Matt, and this is episode 588. It's been a while, but I'm back, we're back, well, we as the show. Uh, Today, we're going to have our friend, world-famous comedian. You guys don't even know what you're in for. You don't even know. He's going to start things off funny by having <clears throat> the feed turned on, and it's going to feedback watch. Ready? Kevin, what's up, man? Ready to rock. Wow, no feedback? No, I was, I was uh, placing bets on whether or not I was going to hear myself. That's awesome. So this is the Jam Hole episode 588 with world-famous comedian Kevin Jones. How are you doing, sir? I'm fucking off, brother. How about yourself? Fucking off indeed on a Sunday. Do you have a uh, the uh, vacation from work for uh, the the Thanksgiving? No, uh, actually, I'm just going to school full time right now. Oh, okay, so you didn't you didn't have no work to take off of. No, fuck it. <laughs> there awesome. was there was lots of. I mean, every every year we do the 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 African American Friday news update where we go through the the death tolls and any any silly stupid shit that happens on a. On the Black Friday, which I saw a lot of like weird Facebook rumblings about people protesting, and then I saw like a weird article from Walmart saying even though like you guys were protesting, even though all of this disruption, we made bank, so suck it. <laughs> it was it, it was worded more uh, you know nicely than that, but oh, they they could give a fuck about any kind of a protest, right? What I thought was funny though was people on were posting that like these these people aren't getting paid enough or they're not and like I just keep thinking like it's a job at Walmart. I mean, you're not running Fortune 500 company here. Like what what do you think is a fair wage for what they do there? I mean, it's their their wages are probably about in line with the work, but the lack of benefits that that's sure. where I think they're they're the most pissed off, and I don't blame them. But does anybody get benefits? I feel like that's it's rare unless you know you do the corporate type of job where you're in an office. Like it's kind of rare to to get health benefit. Maybe that's just here in Montana. Like we had benefits at the water store when I first started, but then it got too expensive, so they just got rid of it. That that's another part of it. I think that they're so mad because they make so much money. And that the only reason they get around it is because of uh, political BS. Right. Got to keep it PC. Yeah. We would love to, but the economic turmoil that we're all drowning in just does not allow us to. Uh, so here's some numbers. This is off of CNN Money. Uh, it says there were more shoppers in the nation's malls and big box stores on African American Friday than there were last year. Uh, but the retailers are not sure that starting the holiday shopping season on Thanksgiving night proved successful. So did they like they did it a day early? Is that what I'm understanding here? Yeah, I know. Uh, it was I'm like Kentucky down here. They were starting Thursday night. So it was like Brown Thursday fading into Black Friday sort of thing. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, Shopper track. They measure the and analyze foot traffic at more than fifty thousand retail locations nationwide. Uh, they say store visits climbed three point five percent from last year to more than three hundred and seven point six seven million. That's so many. Like that is so many people buying just garbage that's going to end up in the trash like next year. Yeah, there's a a political activist I follow, Mark Dice. And he got up just as early as those people and went and bullhorned them about running the debt up for shit that they're not going to have next year. 
People start throwing rocks at him. It was pretty awesome. Really? Like he was like, "You're are you paying cash for that? No, gonna gonna charge it. Gonna put it on credit. Gonna put it on layaway. <laughs> that's fine." At, at first, he was just calling them zombies. Then when they was coming <laughs> out of the doors, that's what he would ask them. So, how much debt did you go in today? Oh, it's amazing. Like, All oh, three thousand or four thousand. <laughs> I bought ten of these flat panels. Gonna sell eight of them on eBay. Except that you and everybody else did that. So now eBay is flooded with them. I'm sure. Exactly. Uh, they say the Black Friday retail sales fell 1.8% to a whopping $11.2 billion, with a B, dollars. One, That's a big fall off. 1.8%, I know, right? How, ma- how many people jumped out of their windows because of, of that? Especially considering how many more people went that they lost that kind of money. Yeah, well, so what does that mean? Is is the shit getting cheaper, or are they actually paying their employees more so that their profits weren't as much? Or uh, I I'm wonder. thinking people showing up and and not buying shit once they get there. Just, they might, just, like, I know a yeah. guy that waited in line for hours, and once he finally got inside the store, they didn't even have anything he went after, so he had to leave empty-handed. But doesn't that mean, though, that they sold their stock anyway? So, I mean, if... I guess it depends what you're looking for, but I don't know. It seems like, and I, I saw this other article, I think it was on Gizmodo, that said it, it went through all the different things that you would want to buy on a Black Friday if you were, you know, in that, you got brainwashed by the commercial and now you're going, you're camping out and everything. And they showed, like, what parts of, of the season you can actually get those things even cheaper than than that. Like it, it was a really interesting list. And Black Friday is not. I mean, if you can wait and and do your shopping the whole year and space it out, like you would generally get better deals. Is is what they're saying. It was kind of interesting to see. I, that doesn't surprise me at all. They 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 label it something, and people's like, "Well, I, I must have to spend money." Yeah, That's right. <laughs> I mean, everyone else is doing it. <laughs> 308 million other people were doing it. Shit. Uh, it says, by opening even earlier, the retailers have been able to attract a broader spectrum of consumers, whatever that means, uh, to participate. They say not everyone is willing to wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> for... But these deals! <laughs> Such amazing deals. I- I'm there at three. Shit. Uh, I don't get it. No, I, I don't. I don't think we're like that normal demographic, though. That they're targeting. Like, I don't have TV. I, I, you know, internet's where. And and generally, people like us, I think, we if we are gonna buy people's stuff, we'll either buy it when we see something because we thought of that person because we're not, you know, consumerist pigs. Well, some of us are, but you know, or we buy all of our stuff online and just get it and not even have to deal with, you know, fist fighting some fool over an Xbox 360. Exactly. I'm not fighting traffic for most people I know, let alone <laughs> the zombie horde. Right. At Best Buy. I, I'm not fighting people to buy anybody anything. I'm not fighting people to buy myself anything. Like, I'm definitely not getting you shit. I mean, come on. This is... Let's be real here. And I mean, it's like 4 a.m. I know, right? I mean, I'm going to bed like an hour before that. What the fuck? And I mean, just the the economic downturn. I mean, we are all drowning. Buying you ramen, and I hope you buy me the same. Exactly. That's the responsible thing to do. Right? Buy non perishable (laughs) food items for that doomsday prepper in all of us. (laughs) Fucking A. So, uh, oh, Ant sent this to us. Uh, I do a couple tech shows throughout the week, and I know it's been a while. I, there was a comment on the last episode of the Jam Hole that was like, basically calling it, calling it, put time, Doctor. This thing is dead. He's like, it's been a month and a half uh, with no show, so you will be missed. <laughs> Which it bugs me because I used to be one of those people, like when I first got into the whole podcast thing, that when. When shows that had a schedule, when they would miss one, like I would give them so much shit. And now it's like, all right, I understand. It's fucking hard to find someone that can, you know, do a show on a regular basis. You're a lot more understanding now that you're in them same shoes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I give a fuck if I don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll listen to something else. It's fine. It's fine. 
I did notice, speaking of shows that have been pod fading, do you, do you listen to Am I Bugging You at all? No. It's a Mike Boudet show. Um, pretty, it's, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I just noticed they put a couple episodes out also, and it had been about a month and a half. So right on, keeping, keeping the masses thoroughly entertained. Uh, but so Ant is a guy I do yet another tech show with, and he guests on Attack of the Androids every now and then. He sent this in. It's uh, a new blog. It is called Hello Racist, and it tracks, disturbingly or not, uh, racist and violent Twitter posts against the POTUS. Now, you might be like me, asking yourself, what the fuck does POTUS mean? <laughs> I don't know. Obama. What is POTUS? Obama. <laughs> okay, I see the O. What is the P-T-U-S? President of the United States. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Got it, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, it says, I came across this blog when reading a related story about a person who had threatened President Obama. And actually, I saw a couple things in the news about a cop or something that said he would kill the president. He's like, you know, just throwing it out there. If you guys need it done, <laughs> I'm your guy. And uh, I guess he got in a little, a little bit of trouble for that, but... I can imagine. Yeah, you know, a little, little bit. To, to protect and serve. I mean, I guess you could make the argument that he was, but not going to go there. Uh, it says, the comments on the blog are racist, often violent, and always disturbing. But I think it is important for everyone to see the type of people that are out there. Clearly, racism is not dead. It is alive and well on Tumblr. <laughs> Uh, and clearly, when people look at President Obama, they do not see a white man. Well, I mean, some of us do. Uh, despite attempts by Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh, and others to paint the president as a fake black person. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fake. I, I would just say he's playing to his, his crowd, right? His constituents. Yeah. You, the people would never elect a black president that was up there, like, talking jive turkey, right? I mean... That just, I couldn't see that happening. As, no, as awesome. Not getting elected <laughs> right? anytime. As amazing as that would be, <laughs> probably not in our lifetime. I, I would vote for him, like right? President Camacho from Idiocracy. Shit, yeah, I've been writing him in the last four times. Wow. <laughs> uh, the hatred displayed in these comments against our president go beyond the usual vitriol between Republicans or conservatives and Democrats. <clears throat> these people look at Barack Obama and see only his black heritage and they hate him for it so let's <laughs> i love that and i don't even know <laughs> like i just opened it up and the <laughs> like all you see is a post that says reasoned discourse and then it just says fuck niggers and then the word nigger like over and over and over again so <laughs> so they've got a strong strong case building <laughs> right <laughs> exhibit a your honor <laughs> Reasoned yeah. discourse. Like dismissed. <laughs> oh, man. Get the uh, fuck out of my courtroom. Right? You wasted my time with this bullshit? <laughs> On a separate note, this blog had to be taken down because of threats made to the subjects. Most people are doing the right thing, but for those who aren't, if I get credible reports of threats, I will have to take the blog down, so whatever. Uh, let's see. The next one is uh, Timothy Price of Mississippi. I don't know what that is. My name is Kayla, and I'm 15 years old. I'm grown, so don't tell me how to run my life. I'm in love. I have a lot of friends, and I love my family. This is my blog. I'll post whatever I want, so get over it. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do not follow my blog if you are fat. I hate fat people. Get the fuck off Tumblr, please. Gay or lesbian, y'all is going to hell. Hispanic people, please go back to Mexico. We don't want you here, and I don't want you wetbacks on my blog. Emo people, make me sick. Please don't follow me. I don't want to see all your depressing suicide posts. Just kill yourself already. Japanese, please die. I'm happy of what happened to Japan. All Asians should die. I hate black people. Go back to Africa, where you monkeys belong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So please don't follow me if you aren't skinny or white. This is just my personal preference. That, that in the nutshell, is the fucking internet, as far right? as I'm concerned. <laughs> that is, right? That's when, when, when given a, 
a tool of communication and full anonymity. This is the internet. That is right. Oh anonymity to the core. I guarantee that guy would not look at anybody the wrong way in real life. Right. And I like how you automatically assume that a picture of a 15-year-old girl on the internet is a guy. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. It's just some dude. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> I've seen this movie. Oh, man. So, yeah, there's, and I mean, there's, there's a bunch of this stuff. It's pretty amusing, all off of Twitter and, and random uh, posts here and there. Uh, Kayla Brooks seems to be one that's on here quite a bit from Macomb, Mississippi. And they, they kind of just doxed her. They're like, and she attends Park Lane Academy, which is a Christian school, and her boyfriend is named Timothy Price, and he's a racist also. And here's all of her accounts. <laughs> Holy shit. Doxed. Here's a nice picture of the, uh, says the KKK wants you. <laughs> and then under that, a picture of a giant bucket of KFC and Obama going crazy, uh, reaching for it. <laughs> so. The plan wants you. I know, isn't that amazing? Oh, and this kind of, I, I think the main reason Ant sent this is, I don't know if you listened to it, but, uh, it was last episode or the one before that where I was talking about how a post I wrote got picked up on this white supremacist forum, this message board, and they were, like, talking about it. I, I don't know. So he, we talked about that and their whole – I found their their uh, manifesto called the Prospectus, and we kind of read through it and made fun of it and all that shit. But I, I always uh, – it amuses me about, you know, this kind of stuff because it's, it's like there are people behind this posting it. I mean, you could make a bot that did this, I guess, but – this is like some dude in a trailer with a uh, Confederate flag hanging out front, you know, just pretending to be some 15-year-old chick. Yeah, the the day after the election, a friend of mine called, like, man, everybody is attacking me on Facebook. I'm like, what's going wrong? What What's wrong? He said, everybody's calling me a racist. I'm like, well, why? He's like, I made a stupid little post that said, looks like four more years of fried chicken and welfare. <laughs> I'm like, because that's racist, motherfucker. Well, we were on welfare long before this. I mean, let's be honest. But, yeah, that's kind of yeah. racist. What do you expect? Yeah, that's kind of okay. racist, People though. don't even put two and two together. You can't say shit like that. Right. We're smart as a society now. To, well, to play and, dumb. And especially, like, who who are your Facebook friends? Like, are they your family? Are they people you work with? Because, yeah, you could... Actually, that could have real-world ramifications for it. You, you know, you could lose a job over some shit like that. I mean, depending on how, you know, how the... <laughs> I don't know what it's called the the mood of the office is. Yeah, you some, know? some some jobs do monitor oh, social sure. networks. I'm sure they they will get in your ass over that. All up in your ass, and all it takes is one person. And you know, every office has that one chick, and I know it's a chick because it's a chick in our office, and she like <laughs> you know, uh, it was on a show I was watching where she's like the one that does the birthdays, and the guy's like, I'm not gonna tell you my birthday, and yeah, I forget what I was watching, but. She, like, is in everybody's business and will just blow your spot the fuck up. Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, don't even matter. I'm on TweetDeck all day just blowing up spots. Fuck. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes at thejamhole.com. You guys can check it out. There's a, a ton of them. I mean, we could spend a whole episode just reading through those, I'm sure. So Let's uh, move on. Oh, this is, this is pretty awesome. It's a, uh, you know the game Big Buck Hunter? Played it many a time. Right? Like, it's such a great game. Uh, so this is an article in Salon about the world's best fake marksman. And I always wonder, like, because I, I can shoot real guns and stuff, and I'm, I'm a good shot with real guns. I'm a good shot at these games. Like, do you think that translates over? Like, if you gave this kid, uh, you know, a rifle, and do you think he could go out and do it? No. No? <laughs> only not, if you not live right in away. only if that, you live in I'm Montana. Sure the would scare him more than anything, right? Like, ow, oh, that hurt my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, sissy. Uh, it says if you visit a bar in the last decade, you've seen men and the women who humor them shooting pixelated deer with plastic shotguns. <laughs> yes, uh, it's it's a favorite. We have a bar here that has the the classic sawdust on the floor and you know peanut shell and all that shit, and they have that game there. It's always uh, Buck Hunter, Big Buck Hunter, and Golden Tea, which is... Golden Tea is another... It's an odd, like, uh, it's an odd change. For, you know, you have the redneck Buck Hunter, and then there's like, oh, a game of golf. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, it says, uh, one summer night, this uh, hipster nexus called Williamsburg, Brooklyn, I'm sure you all are familiar with, uh, punk standards ruled the stereo and the bartender's mustache curled up at the ends. And if it was 1870, <laughs> as if it was. Uh, on the patio, grown men played beanbag toss, and inside, Alex Derholchengumpman. Uh, and his friend Andy trained for the Big Buck Hunter World Championships. Is that a real thing? They have actual world championships? Yeah, about That's two intense. weeks ago, like I'm a big Kentucky Wildcat fan. They were playing in Brooklyn, and a bunch of people I follow on Twitter went to watch them, and they happened to stumble into the thing and was live-tweeting it. Oh, nice. Just like randomly like, holy shit, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. It says they took turns shouldering a weapon and firing into the newest version of the game, Big Buck HD, which renders vast wilderness landscapes like mountain ranges and prairies in almost disorienting depth, as if the flat screen monitor was a hatch in a low flying helicopter. <laughs> wow, this guy is a wordsmith. Uh, so, yeah, the game first came out in 01 uh, by Play Mechanics. There are now more than 40,000 Big Buck Hunter machines in bars and arcades across the U.S. Do you have arcades where you live? No, the, the closest we have is at Walmart. There's a game room, and it has a handful of arcades in there, but I wouldn't. It's not like a dedicated arcade. Like, our movie theater has arcade games in it and stuff. But yeah. all of the, the dedicated arcades, like, we had one in the mall. And I think that was the only one here, actually. But they all closed down. Like, I have all of these games on my phone. Like, literally. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about your arcade game. Except when you're drunk and playing with friends. That's cool. You know. Uh, it says, I'm a decent rifleman, a decent fake rifleman. But to paraphrase Nabokov, who would have loved a big buck hunter, I can't stand in the shadow of a master's shadow. Fucking deep, dude. For like. <laughs> right? For big buck hunting? That's deep. Uh, so, let's see. There's, this is, just goes on and on and on. Who won? Who was the guy that won? $15,000? Chris Freem? It looks like they've got a pretty sweet trophy. Yeah. The Jugs of Destiny. The big jug. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> Ladies' tourney. Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, if you guys want to read the whole story, I'll throw it in the show notes at thegenhole.com. You can check it out. Uh, we, Me and you, we share um, an odd love for certain types of television shows. And have you been watching <laughs> Conspiracy Theory, like, since season one? I've not missed an episode. Oh my god. So you saw Harp? You saw 9/11 a few times? Oh god. Is it, it it's weird that like Jesse Ventura was I mean, he's like a jack of all trades. WWF wrestling, that's where I first saw him. And then what? He was mayor or governor or what was he? Of Minnesota. Right, right. And now host of the hit TV show conspiracy theory oh my god so the one in particular you were talking about i actually haven't watched that one i have it here oh god i sat down to watch old i i know i sat down to watch the one before that and me and my girlfriend were watching it for a little bit and i was just like loving it and she she was like i can't watch this we have to watch something else so i was like all right well i'll have to dip back in one by myself it's a a guilty pleasure (laughs) But so what what's uh, what was the the latest one? You mentioned something about 9/11 and time travel and I was just like the fuck. Yeah. Well, on the the previous episode, they tried to say, well, not Jesse, this woman he had on tried to say a death ray they used to bring down the twin towers on 9/11. This episode, they tried a guy tried to say that they used a time machine to somehow cause 9/11. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We went that, back to nine, nine. Like I don't know where would you go back to to. <laughs> he, he said he had a picture of a, a plane flying into the twin tower and that he had it since like 1973. Oh shit! That's what he said. There was another guy that claimed his dad worked for the government. That him, Barack Obama, George W. Bush. And George Herbert Bush 
all worked in this secret program. They're reptiles. Those are the reptilians, those motherfuckers. <laughs> this, so. this entire season has been highly comical. It's, it's yeah, I bet. Do you do you watch stuff like that and tr- incorporate it into your stand up or is it strictly just for your own it's usually just for my my own pleasure because I don't know how many other people right. really get into it. A lot of people don't want to hear alternative theories on anything. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially if you start like making fun. You may have the person that was on the show in the crowd. Like you don't know. You gotta always got to be careful. Well, one of their contacts for this past episode, they've met in the back of a fucking van. Yeah, they. I always wonder, like, how is that for real? Are they like, so where you want to meet? Well, do you have a van? <laughs> you know, just for, we have one, no worries. We'll come get you. Yeah, it's like, th- th- that's the person I'm going to trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do and you, he, he led do- them to a man who had a picture from Gettysburg (laughs) where with Abraham Lincoln in the middle of the crowd looked like he was getting mobbed. And there was a little kid whose face you can't really make out. And he swears that was him. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, You see that thing in his hand. That was the note that I ran up and gave to Lincoln. (laughs) Oh man, sir. Was your van previously parked down by a river? (laughs) Because (laughs) you're kind of creeping me out right now. He smelt like dank. I'm sure. Right. (laughs) Just, you don't get dry much where you live, do you? Like it got so extreme at one point that Jesse's son Tyrell walked out of an interview. No, he just, said, "I'm done with this shit." Yeah, that's how <laughs> ignorant it was. Like they they uh, talked him into buying this time machine off the internet, which is amazing because I've heard such ignorant shit that, like, I mean, any any single episode you could have justified just walking the fuck away from whoever <laughs> you were interviewing. And it's like, this is the one. I don't do time travel paradoxes. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm out. So they buy this time machine off the internet, and they take it to this guy in some fucking penthouse of a casino, because there's <laughs> supposed to be energy up there to make it work. <laughs> the Luxor? Were they at the top of the pyramid? Holy shit. <laughs> so they, they go and they meet, and this guy's like, oh, you got this 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 brand. Well... I'm afraid it might destroy your chakras. So your what chakras? we're going to do is close your eyes and imagine that you're time traveling. Whoa, because, you know, just as good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's when Tyrell's like, fuck, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Peace. That's funny. All right. Uh, yeah, you guys should definitely, if you if you like making fun of silly shit like that, that would be a prime candidate for some riff tracks. You know, the the old uh, <laughs> Mystery Science Theater guys that do that? Yeah. That, we should send that to them and be like, if you don't, we will. <laughs> and we mean it. And we mean it. All like cut out with magazine letters, like a little <laughs> ransom note. It'd be awesome. All right. Uh, here's an article you threw in the doc uh, about Jesus weeping, as he tends to do when he looks down upon his creation, well, his father's creation. Uh, and, well, there, there is somebody who is going to probably die, I'm guessing. They don't fuck around with blasphemy uh, in Mumbai or any other area. And I just want to, real quick, have you, you, have you been watching on Twitter, like, the, the shit that's happening in Gaza and all, any of that stuff? To a to a fair extent, I would say. It's so crazy watching that. I, I don't know. I, I brought it up on the tech show, but it just, like, it blows my mind seeing tweets from people that are there describing, like, the building shaking and hearing helicopters out. Like, I don't know. It, it's so it's different than how we live, and, and being able to actually see it like that is just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Hell, Anderson Cooper, like a, a car blew up behind him while he was live on the air. Oh, shit. I usually yeah. follow Andy Carvin, and he's really good about reposting. Like, he, he vets everything. Like, he's, he's really, this is what he's been doing for quite a while now. And all you got to do is follow that one guy, and you'll see it's like being there. It's so crazy. What's and his name again? Andy Carvin. I think he used to do NPR, or he still does work for NPR, but... It's twitter.com slash Andy Carvin, I think. But you, you can just find him on Twitter. He's in my follower list. But it's, yeah, it's it's just like being there. It's, it's really crazy. And then to, I don't know, it's, 
I, I want to go there and do a report and be like, it appears both sides are continuously fighting over this barren desert wasteland. We have no fucking idea. Like, who give, what are you going to do if you win? Like, let's say, here, you guys go the fuck home, wherever that is. This is yours now. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with it? It's just dirt. It's desert. It's, there's nothing there. I mean, unless yeah, I'm... It's it's earth that nobody really owns at the end of the day. Or could do anything with. Unless I'm missing the large underground nuclear missile silo somewhere. Like, it's it doesn't seem like you can't farm it. You know, you can't, like... what What is... It's a religious thing, solely, right? I mean... You yeah. can't break it down to any logical, rational type of, of, of thing. Like, you're fighting over it because you think you're supposed to be there. And guess what? So do they. <laughs> like, you should just yeah. give each but, side a nuke. And say, let's, there you go. let's skip that part of our religious sermon. Let's get right to taking what's ours. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Fuck all that other bullshit. This is mine. And we should just give each side one nuke, a small one, obviously. Don't want that shit blowing over here. And uh, say, there you go. Mutually assured destruction. Enjoy. So. I would, you better not say that. We're, we're owned by Israel. They're the only ones that are allowed to have that land. Which is crazy because <clears throat> I, I keep seeing signs here in, in Montana in the 59901 that says it, it quotes a Bible verse, like I forget what it is, First Corinthians, whatever the fuck, and it says we sh- we will stand with Israel or something. It says like the the United States or yeah, I forget how it's worded, but it's like this weird Bible verse that says you know you have to be on their side, even if they're big dicks, even if they're wrong, like stand with them. And I think it's weird to see it here in Montana, you know, like there's. There's no Israelis here, you know, that I know. There's the no Jewish population is probably very small. Yeah, there's barely any black people here. I mean, god damn, like who's standing with who? I, I don't get it. That's just what we're we're ingrained to believe. People act like they're not human beings on the other side. Right, know? yeah, exactly. It's and I mean if like I said, if you get it down to the core of what they're bickering over, it's complete nonsense. And I mean you could go over there and tell them that and then get charged with blasphemy. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like everyone's scared. They're like, "Well, we'll we'll have this press conference, but I'm staying here." So, do you guys have Skype? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this says when water started trickling down a statue of Jesus H Christ at a Catholic church in Mumbai, which is odd. A Catholic church in Mumbai, like really? Uh, locals were quick to declare a miracle. Oh, a miracle! Hallelujah! Stop bombing! Hold on, there's a miracle over here. <laughs> uh, some began collecting the holy water, promptly died of dysentery, uh, and the Church of Our Lady of Velancon, whatever, began to promote it as a site of pilgrimage. So, when Sanal Edamaraku arrived and established that this was not holy water, nay, but it is holy plumbing. plumbing. The shitter's full. The shitter's clogged. <laughs> Oh my god. The backlash was severe. The renowned rationalist was accused of blasphemy, charged with offenses that carry a three-year prison sentence, and eventually, after receiving death threats, had to seek exile in Finland. So, you went from Mumbai to Finland? Like, I'd say that's kind of a step up, not exile, right? No doubt. I've never been to Mumbai. I've never been to Finland, but, you know, I can imagine. Uh, now he's calling for European governments to press Delhi into dropping the case, and on the first leg of a tour around EU capitals on Friday, he warned that India was sacrificing freedom of expression for outdated colonial-era rules about blasphemy. Just burn the fucking witch, and let's get back to our sacrificial virgins and lambs. I mean, right? The guy is doing people a favor, like, hey... Don't drink that shit water. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's shit water. <laughs> it's shit water. Let's let's call it like it is. The the there's a hole here, and you just drink shit water. Fantastic. Yeah, the church is like, no, th- th- this will cure your your yeah, disease. Drink, drink this. It. Drink this, please. Drink this. No, don't How smell dare you it. Tell these people the truth. Don't smell it. Up. Just drink it. Yeah, and and he gets like reprimanded for it. You know, like that's how rational these parts of the world are and just starting with that foundation i find it really hard to a take them seriously and to be 
like talk to them or reason with them or you know sign treaties with them like how i i don't understand and it it really makes it super crystal clear of why some of those places are such shitholes like look how you're living i mean i agree and i hate to say it but Fucking whitey is the whole reason that it's like that. If it Damn wasn't the man. for the, the British giving them rules, they would still worship 90 or whatever. Right? Like the Catholic I mean, Church, what had. the fuck are you doing there? I mean, come on. Taking away their condoms? I mean, what the fuck? This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this guy, he's he has the support of lots of rationalists and atheists, of course. Uh, like Richard Dawkins is well known in India for debunking religious myths. That's kind of a dangerous place to do that, don't you think? Balls of steel. Right? I wouldn't do it. Like, I would move. I'm not debunking your... I mean, just knowing that there comes these severe penalties for saying anything like that. Like, I'm not debunking shit. No, nope. drink drink your water. That's fine. I'll, I'll be over here not getting my head cut off. Yeah, let, let me get you seconds. <laughs> yeah, here. <laughs> Uh, when the state miracle was pronounced, he went to Mumbai and found that the dripping water was due to a clogged drainage pipes behind the wall where it stood. His revelation provoked death threats from religious zealots and ultimately charges of blasphemy under the Indian Penal <laughs> Code in the Mumbai High Court. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that, I guess. Should have stayed here and debunked it from here. Always... Always do your religious debunking from from home base, preferably in a bomb shelter, you know, just in case. You never Better know. Better safe than sorry. That's right, you know? You never know. People are fucking crazy. All right, uh, got an interesting new study for y'all. This is... Uh, this might hit a little close to home for some people. I don't know. A uh, new study has put to bed <laughs> the perception that female porn stars... Oh, shit. That female porn stars have low self-esteem and are less psychologically healthy compared with other women. So just just marinate on that for a sec. Female porn stars have low self-esteem and are less psychologically healthy compared with other women's. I'd say that is that that makes sense. It is false because if you think about it. Who are the insecure, jealous women? The ones watching you watch the porn. Huh? I'm just saying. Oh, exactly. What's more psychologically healthy? You know? Uh, the study, which was published in the Journal of Sex Research. I bet that's a hot job. Just a, like, <laughs> I want to work there. Uh, they said it found no evidence to support the damaged goods hypothesis. <laughs> I did not know that this was a hypothesis. That's I would have went to college and done my thesis on the damaged goods hypothesis. If only. I know, right? Uh, that actresses involved in the porn industry come from desperate backgrounds. Rather, the researchers found the women have higher self-esteem, a better quality of life, and body image, and are more positive with greater levels of spirituality. Uh, just because you spend most of the day saying, Oh, God! Oh, God! Jesus, Jesus. fuck me! Oh, God! Like... I don't know if that's a a greater level of I would I would assume most of them are atheists just to to remove any weird hypocritical contradiction there, you know? Oh, I agree there. <clears throat> and I the study really doesn't surprise me. It's like you said, of course they got high self esteem. They're willing to show everything they've got right? on camera and they know that millions of dudes around the world are spanking it to them. I love you know? that shit. Totally. And now, I, you, I guess you can make the separation between the more seedy underground, like, I need to get these hoes hooked on heroin and crack and then shoot porn compared to, like, the legit porn industry, which doesn't use crack. They use cocaine, uh, rather, so... Yeah, the the two girl one cup porn. Those bitches probably do got some right. fucked heads. Right. Suck this poo out of my butt. Yeah. Now, would There's you? Wrong film. Yeah. Would you say this is different for strippers because they have that stereotype too, right? That uh, daddy issues, this and that. I worked at a strip club 
for three or so years. Oh, so, so you I can... think I've got pretty good insight. Some of them are fucked in the head, but <laughs> I mean, you're going to come across that in any aspect of life. Any a industry, lot of them right? Were, yeah. were average women that were just more secure in their sexuality than others, as far as I'm concerned. And reaping the benefits, right? Like how easy, how much easier is it to put your way through college stripping than to be a waitress? And really, which job are you getting more respect at, if you think about it? Exactly. I mean, m- most of them were single mothers raising their kids. Yeah, yeah. They, they got to spend all day with their kids if they wanted to. You know, they had somebody babysit at night, and all they got to do is get drunk and dance. Yeah, right. Know? And it's always easier to find a babysitter at night because, hey, if the kids are in bed. Just help yourself to the fridge, and uh, here's some weed, and you have a great night. Mommy will be back exactly. at five. <laughs> Uh, so the study, which was conducted by researchers at Pennsylvania Shippensburg University, Texas Women's University, and the Adult Industry Medical Healthcare Foundation, uh, says, quote, some descriptions of actresses in pornography have included attributes such as drug addiction, homelessness, poverty, desperation, and being victims of sexual abuse. Some have made extreme assertions such as claiming that all women in pornography were sexually abused as children. Now, and also, I mean, if you think about it, is a drugged out, homeless, impoverished, desperate woman going to make very good porn? I mean, I would not watch it. uh, uh, Yeah, I I don't know. Sometimes you're in the mood for tears. Sometimes you're not. You know, that's that's all. Uh, The team compared data taken from 177 adult entertainment actresses with a sample of women that matched for age, marital status, and other factors. So, pretty interesting. <laughs> they, uh, the actresses, all of whom had been paid to work on at least one X-rated movie, ranged in age from 18 to 50, with an average career in the industry of three and a half years. Is that... That seems about right, right? Uh, if most of them let's just say they're they're putting their way through college three and a half years you know i graduate i'm done i'm good yeah i mean if you think about that you've met a sugar daddy you don't have to do it anymore right right or to around anymore exactly exactly you've done 500 videos in this three-year span we're tired of seeing you naked yeah but hey some of those videos you're still getting royalties on so it's all good exactly (laughs) it's good shit all right, uh, here's an interesting story about uh, when, when worlds sort of collide here. There's uh, on one side, in one corner, in this corner, we have the prospective daycare. And on this corner, we have the lawyer who has lots of sex offender clients. <laughs> so let's just say that if... If you are being a shitty lawyer and you pissed me off and I know that you have lots of sex offending clients, I'm going to open up my daycare right next door. So now, all your clients, bye. And I would high five you because right? fuck a pedophile up their child fucking ass. Yeah, right. I, I mean, okay, it's I'm I'm sure there's a slim percentage of of some of them that it, they didn't do it or they uh, I don't know mistaken identity. The kid was just being a bitch. I I don't know. I'm sure most of them are doing what they're being accused of and exactly should just get this right up the ass. So yeah, you don't get accused of something unless you're in a fucked up situation you don't usually get accused of something that fucked up something like this right like that's the more i think about it the more like what yeah that's a good point there there are certain things that you you put yourself in that position and that's what it looks like and now you know you're in trouble so i i I can see that uh it says uh, a a dracoot uh couple's application to open a new daycare uh, it's pending with the Massachusetts Department of Early Education and Care criminal defense attorney, whose clients include sex offenders, has complained to state and town officials that a child care business on the premises will conflict with his practice. He's been a 16-year tenant of Pilgrim Place, an office building. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's got a ton of little businesses inside it, whatever, offices and, and whatnot. Uh, he says, quote, I will hold the town liable should there be any adverse impact on my practice or to any of my clients, <laughs> my creepy, 
pedophiliac clients uh, as a result of said occupancy. He warned her in a letter, a very angry letter. Yeah, he laid the Mac down, and the the town might get scared. Nobody really wants to fuck with a lawyer, and I see his point. Yeah, yeah. But that's what he gets for being a lawyer. Most of them are underhanded cocksuckers anyway. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, we see this all the fucking time. You can keep your uh, – I mean, he's not going to be out moving across town to another building. I'm sure he's rich. Yes, and she's just start- – I mean, I don't. It's it's a weird thing because – he does have a job that is supposed to do what it's doing and she's opening up here. I, I don't know. It is kind of weird. I would need to meet both of them and see who was the bigger douchebag. And then, you know, <laughs> then I would, I would lay out my judgment. Yeah. Cause this is a mighty bitch move on her part. Let's it is kind of right. Let's, it, not, let's not make her out to be somebody that's awesome. Yeah, I know. It's, it's kind of a dick move. <laughs> Man, this man paid her bills for years. I'm going to open my pharmacy right next to your drug rehab place. You know, it's like, eh, that's kind of a dick move. You know it. I know it. Let's let's work this out. Uh, Effie, the, the guy, he says that one of the co-owners of the unit that would hold the daycare, he says the effort to block the rental is to settle a personal score. Huh? Shit's personal. Uh, He said that she was Milliard's former legal secretary for nine years as well as his former landlord at Pilgrim Place for 15 years. Her employment and Milliard's tenancy both ended badly in Milliard's view. Uh, Milliard denied that personal animosity has anything to do with his objections to the daycare's location. I mean, it's it's gonna put me out of business. I'm I'm just a poor lawyer. I'm just a poor pedophile lawyer. I mean, I'm not a pedophile, but I'm a lawyer for pedophile. You know what? (laughs) Who's going to defend these child fuckers now? I know, right? I mean, think of the kids. The voice of the voiceless. It's the kids. Think of the kids. (laughs) What Uh, about the children? Oh, for love of God, the kids! It's all about the kids, why we can't have recreational marijuana here. I mean, it's for the kids. Come on. Uh, in response to a sun inquiry application, uh, blah, blah, blah. They're just going to argue about this. It'll be back and forth. So. Uh, yeah. And th- the first comment's kind of interesting from Larry Dickman1. He says, whoa, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that this lawyer has sex offenders in his office, which is located less than 1,000 feet from the high school, which is located next to the junior high school? Next to the playing fields and just up the street from another daycare center? Innocent that kids walking illegal as it is. Right? Innocent kids walking by on their way to school or play while these diddlers are sitting in the parking lot. I think the town should look to see if having sex offenders so close to those operations is a violation. There you go. So the, yeah, that that daycare is not getting put in. Right. If he's already that close. I mean, I unless know they in look my at surrounding it. states, unless, you're not allowed to be that close. Well, yeah, but not if they look at it, maybe they didn't know, and so now they're going to look at it. So somebody's going to stir up some shit. Somebody's going to get found dead in the bathtub. Just saying. We can only hope. <clears throat> These things never end well. <laughs> never. All right, uh, let's kind of talk about this real quick uh, before we wrap this up. I don't know if you you follow like the, the medical marijuana thing or anything like that. We do a, a podcast called The Hotbox every now and then, and uh, we talked about a kid named Cash Hyde. He was one of the youngest medical marijuana patients in Montana, if not in the nation, uh, and he recently died, which is really sad. Like He was... I don't know. I never met him, but I, I know a lot of people that were working with him and stuff. And, like, they just always said, like, this kid fought more for the cause than any of these other people. Like, it was it was a weird – I don't know. So now that he is uh, gone and no longer suffering, there's a girl in Portland, Oregon, who is seven years old. Uh, and she is also suffering from leukemia. And actually, I don't know if that's what Cash was suffering from, but he had some sort of brain cancer shit going on. But, um, yeah, so now this is uh, one of Oregon's youngest medical marijuana patients. Uh, her mother says she gives her daughter marijuana pills to combat the effects of chemotherapy. But her father, who lives in North Dakota, worries about the effects of the drug on her brain development. So... 
on one side you have you know weed that we know it helps we know it's it'll help you know cancer patients eat it helps with tumors somewhat depending on what kind uh depending on the weed also uh, and then we have chemotherapy, which we know is just bad news bears all around, but it will, you know, maybe get rid of it. And so dad is worried about the effects of pot on her brain and not the other. Like, really? That Yeah, I, I read this article myself. I'm a little torn on it because of the amount they're giving her. Is, is it quite a bit? I haven't gotten that far. Is it? It said that they give her like a gram and a half of the oil, but that's equivalent to... 10 joints a day that that would be a whole shitload for me of medicinal grade pot but it also it depends what kind it is because if it's if it's a cbd type strain you're not getting impaired or you're not getting high from that like the thc ones do and and i know the cbd strains are more used for seizure calming stuff like that but it it all it depends on the kind so yeah i don't know I, i see what you're saying though that that could be a lot but on the other hand I mean, is that doing any more damage to her brain than this chemotherapy is? Yes, the radiation. Because so, I mean, he the way the father talks, she doesn't need nothing. That she's she's going to end up getting better anyway. That's why he doesn't want. I see. Marijuana. He said all she does is play around and play video games all day. Well, she is seven. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, what, what else is there? But if you're, yeah, think about it. if you're sick, you can't go to school. Like when I was a kid and I had a sick day, like I stayed home and played fucking video games. You know, like what else is a seven year old who has cancer like this going to do? I mean, like, you go pick, get picked up by a pedophile at the yeah. lawyer's office. <laughs> go walk to the park, honey. It's fine. Yeah, uh, she's out there like selling her weed pills. <laughs> it's the fucking kids, man. I told Blanking. you. I told you. Cow so, me. He says she's not terminally ill, like you said. Uh, she's going to get over this, and with all this pot, they're going to hinder her brain growth. Gross. It's going to limit her options in life because of the decisions her mother has made for her. Uh, Oregon law requires no monitoring of a child's medical marijuana use by a pediatrician. The law instead invests authority in the parents to decide the dosage, frequency, and manner of a child's marijuana consumption. Which is fine because we see like people that are faith healers, right? Their kid gets sick. They're not made to take the child to the pediatrician until it's too late and the kid's dead. So it's it's a weird line, I guess. I don't have kids. I don't ever want kids. Like I don't I don't understand how. But it seems that that would be weird having someone tell you what you can or cannot do with your child. You know that. Yeah, unless and you're if the obviously law is on her side, so, so be it, you know. Yeah, unless you're so, obviously as a dad fight for custody. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're obviously hurting the child or you know something like that. But this this kind of stuff like it doesn't it's probably helping her. I I can almost guarantee that the weed is helping her more than I mean not more than the chemo, but it's helping the effects of the chemo along with everything else. Yeah, she she made clear that it helps her eat and it helps her sleep. Oh, for sure. Which that that's huge for being a little kid who wants to right? stay up all the time suffering in pain, losing my fucking hair. Yeah. <laughs> Blaze up that L mom. <laughs> Hold on. Your daddy's leaving in a minute. <laughs> One took over the line. Sweet Jesus. One took over the line. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, a fucked up Florida story. Of course, just going to end the show uh, with this. There's a man in Florida who has confessed to trafficking methamphetamine. And then flushed the recorder down the toilet. <laughs> you threw this one in the dock. Awesome. Like, you're, I just confess, you recorded it. And then, what, you left? And then yes, I threw it away. Right out and left the recorder right in front of this hardened criminal. That's so awesome. And then the cop comes back in, the detective comes back in looking for the recorder. And the guy says, tighten up on your job, homie. <laughs> Word for word, that was what he was quoting. Word to your mama. <laughs> he stuck it under his armpit and was like, may I use the restroom? That's they amazing. said, of course, go by yourself because you're a criminal and we trust you. That's fine. That's fine. He walked right in there and flushed that motherfucker down the toilet. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, man. All right. So very good, Florida. Sometimes you're not all bad fucked up. Very amusing, though. And uh, I guess this this was kind of the last story that was in the dock. But did you you heard about the McAfee guy, right? 
Yes, I heard about it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay, my friend is in Belize, the kid I did the hot box with, and I asked him if he heard of this, and he's like, I haven't heard shit about it, which is kind of interesting. Like, it's a small place, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I would have expected him to have heard something about it. But uh, you guys know McAfee antivirus, that bullshit that comes bundled with Java. It's just worthless garbage, in my opinion. In my IT opinion, it is worthless garbage. Uh, But John McAfee, he's the the creator of it, um, he's getting in a little... uh, He's being sought in Belize, where he was living, I guess, uh, as a person of interest in the slaying of a fellow expatriate on an island where he lived a high-profile existence. And I heard it was like dogs were barking and the dude wouldn't deal with his dogs. So then the guy ended up dead. And now he's like McAfee's the uh, the person of interest. I don't know. Seems On the run with yeah. a 17 year old girlfriend. <laughs> nice. And uh, I couldn't find it myself on the news articles because I was in a rush. But Rogan said that he's he's got a blog he's running while he's on the run. That he's making bath salts in a jungle somewhere down there. What? <laughs> yeah, so he's all fucking whacked out of his mind. No he's shit. He's 62 years old. Oh, here we go. Who is McAfee.com? Holy shit. The official blog. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, the, the latest post from today, uh, November 25th, is entitled The Attempted Raid of October 15th. And it's just this story of, of this raid. Wow. He said that at one point he had to bury himself under sand and put a cardboard box over his head so he could breathe just to hide from him. The cops are saying he's just a person of interest, but he's saying they're going to kill him on sight. Sight, yeah, that's what's on the run. From what my friend Ian was telling me, it, it is definitely a different world there. You know, uh, people... them, them smaller countries like that, I, I, I wouldn't want to fuck around with them. That Locked up abroad. But that's where you go when you're on the lam from here. Like, they won't send you back here. But I don't know, where do you go there, like, when you're, you know, when you're on the run there? That's, man. Under the sand, I guess. Right? In your bomb shelter? I like how he ends this. It says, I will fill in the gaping holes eventually. You must bear with me. The best stories are revealed, not chronologically, but by stepping from one level of intensity to the next. This might be something worth keeping an eye on. Who is McAfee.com? We will definitely. That's very interesting. I'll have to go through this and read some stories. There's Home, there's About Chad Esley, and there's Injustice in Belize. The only three, you know, options to go on the site. So, <laughs> should be interesting. Uh, yeah, check it out. I'll put links to it in the show notes at thejamal.com, of course. All right, I think that's it. Anything else you wanted to, to mention, talk about? You doing any stand-up that people can come check you out or anything? What are you doing? December 2nd in Covington, Kentucky at Tickets. We're doing a benefit show for Larry Love. His wife was in ICU for like a month and a half with serious brain injuries. We're doing the show for free. Just show up, donate what you can. We're trying to help with their living and their medical bills. Yeah, that shit gets crazy expensive really fast, especially if you don't have the right insurance to to deal with it. So that's really awesome you guys are doing that. But for now, that's all I got. I appreciate you uh, having me on the show, man. It was a fucking blast. Yeah, no, I appreciate you doing an episode here. This is good. It's been a month and a half, like I said. So definitely uh, thejamhole.com. I released the Blame EP, the little 8-track EP, Medi the Dirt Merchant. Uh, made the beats for it. I mixed them, FG mastered them. Uh, there's eight tracks there for that album. And as soon as I'm done with the album art for Escape Goats, the real, like the full album, uh, pr- all produced by FG, and, and I did all the writing and the rapping, uh, we'll have that up there as well. So thejamhole.com slash music or soundcloud.com slash thejamhole. There's a set there uh, of the Blame EP, or you can download the whole thing on the site or individual tracks. It's all free. And if you guys like it, uh, thejamhole.com slash donate because the shit costs a lot of money to make. So <laughs> I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Some uh, some new hip hop. I know we've been working on this shit for like the last year and a half. So it's finally finished. I uh, just album art. And actually, if you're watching live, here's kind of the, the premise of the Escape Goats album art. You guys can see that right there. So 
<laughs> drawn by my girlfriend. Pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm currently dealing with that in Photoshop, and then we will have a full-on 16-track album that just sounds amazing. I've been listening to it. The kid, like, mastered this shit at Cardiff University, like, in their lab, which is amazing. So check that shit out, thegeneral.com slash music. And, uh, yeah, check out our tech shows throughout the week, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, attackoftheandroids.com and yet another techshow.com. And just follow us on Google Plus and Facebook. And Kevin's on Facebook. You can find him, Kevin Jones, there and on Twitter. So I'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes at thegeneral.com. So... Thank you, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. You are listening to The Jam Hole. 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 The J